Welcome to Happy Hour, a work, culture and lifestyle show. We're your hosts, Penny Blackmore and Brittany Bowering. That's right. And if you like the show, please rate, review and subscribe. Yeah. The end. (laughs) We're going to get uh, mulled wine now. See you later. (laughs) We are actually going to do that, but we'll do it after we record this podcast. We'll do it after. Yeah. I'm super excited about it. I'm in full glue vine mode. I'm pretty much drinking it every day. But mm-hmm. you know what I didn't actually realize about it before? Because I never actually, um, because the thing is right now in Berlin, there's like this kind of lockdown light, whatever they're calling it. <laughs> so you're not allowed to like have too many people over at your house. So a lot of people are like meeting outdoors and having a glue vine. And fuck, it's cold. And it's cold, <laughs> right? But I didn't really realize it before because usually I'd go to a Christmas market and have like one glue vine, maybe two. And a sausage. Right. And, and you, you walk eat around. Something and you walk yeah. around. But now I'm just sitting drinking glue vine after glue vine, and it actually does. The whole meaning of the word is actually that it like warms. Yeah. Glue, like yeah. it actually warms your insides. Yeah. And it also deceptively <laughs> doesn't make you very drunk. Until I find it, it's a later, yeah. it happens later. Like yeah. the last time we <laughs> we drank, like, I don't know how many glue vines. And I was like, I feel totally fine. And then I got home and I was like, whoa, just kidding. I'm actually quite drunk. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, how are you, Pen? I'm just fine. Yeah. And you know, one of those COVID upsy downsy weeks. Yes. Where I you know. get out of bed at 11 and then you have a shower and then you're like, what's the point? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I know exactly what you Had mean. one of those, but. What I was thinking about this week is I haven't been, like, hungry in ages <laughs> because basically, like, when you live a normal life, when you're at work or when you're walking around or whatever, you have to wait until you can get food. But basically, I work at my kitchen table, so I'm like, I'm hungry, and next minute, I've made myself something. Yeah, it's so easy. So that's weird. Yeah, I I've, I remember that is usually the feeling that I have around the holidays, like mm. Christmas like in like basically once the holidays start until you go back to work because it seemed well this is how it used to be not sure what this year will bring yeah. but usually you'd be like I'm meeting somebody for coffee or breakfast and then I'm meeting somebody for lunch and then I'm meeting there's like there's always this weird thing around seeing people yeah. around Christmas people are like we've got to catch up before Christmas yeah <laughs> and you're like yeah. why yeah oh, we talked exhausting. about this last year I remember mm. that we're like what's the deal with that mm. someone you haven't seen in months and they're like, we have to see each other before Christmas. We simply must. And yeah. I'm like, are you giving me a present? And then you get really excited Aww. that they're coming to give you a Christmas present. But they're not. They weren't. No. No. Terrible. Anyway. Oh, also, we mm. should mention our new podcast art. <gasps> Do you guys like it? Oh, we if love you don't, it so much. We don't want to know. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even matter because we love it. We <laughs> fucking love it. And thank you to Julia Hartz, spelt the hard way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for doing this beautiful cover up for us, taking all of our annoying design yes. feedback. Yes. Lol, we only did one round of feedback. That's but, right. Yeah. But Thank made you, us Julia. look adorable and basically brought the podcast to a really, like, it basically just illustrated it perfectly. Yes. And also brought us into a new millennium. Yes. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's the same millennium. All right. Whatever. <laughs> How are you, Brittany? <laughs> Oh my God, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been really cold in Berlin. And I was just thinking that, well, I keep getting told this 
then I'm a really terrible comedian because I keep like yesterday it was minus one and I was like oh my gosh Um, and you know that's not actually that cold where I'm from which I think I talked about last week but uh, but also (laughs) I I get that all the time people are like aren't you Australian and I'm like yeah that's why I moved away from Australia right like it was don't like like this crazy heat exactly and also like um the day that it was really cold in Berlin I think it was minus one uh it was 44 degrees in Australia in Sydney yeah and I'm just like this is living what a nightmare (laughs) yeah rugging up drinking a glühwein and not sweating one time that's true that's super nice yeah um I also this week have been having some ups and downs I woke up one morning and was I, ha- I had this really weird dream. I had a dream that I was in a screaming fight with um, the most popular girl in my junior high school. Not <laughs> high school, you know, not even like university, but like junior high, you know. And if that doesn't mean anything to you, junior high is when you're like 12, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 12, 13, 14, mm-hmm. I think. What is it? Yeah. Um, and I just, because she had read um, a paper that I'd turned in and she thought it was crappy. She was like, this is total shit. And I was like, it is not. Is that in the dream? Just, yeah. Yeah, right. And I just screamed. I was, like, I woke up because I was so angry. <laughs> it was insane. Anyway. So, I think yeah. that I'm going to read into that and that's like you producing work and people giving you their opinions and you being like, Also, Britt, guess what I'm doing? Tell me. I'm listening to Calypso by David, what's his name? Sedaris. Sedaris. Sedaris, Sedaris. Calypso's so good. It's. I was laughing out loud. I was trying you to have a nap. You would love it. That's what I, was, I said. I'm when like, he it's... talks about the fashion that they buy in Tokyo, yes, yes. I was dying. And also um, what you said just then reminded me of the fact that he said that you never, ever forget who is the most popular girl in your class yeah. in whatever you call it. For me, junior, it's like yeah. junior school or primary school. Right, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, you do. And then I was like, oh, Amanda Bell. <laughs> right? Yeah. It comes back. It just comes back right away. Yeah, that's Amanda the thing. Bell, then Belinda Cowell, then I went to university. Right. <laughs> and it's not really a thing in university, which is kind of nice. Thank you. Um, but yeah, I'm so glad you're enjoying that because when I was reading it, I was just thinking the whole time how much you'd love that flipping book. Surely. So I wonderful. love that he's such a hateful person as he's well. He's very hateful. It's adorable. Yeah. He's so cynical. It's so great. Um, definitely a big recommendation. And he also, oh, we've talked about that before. But anyways, we'll put it in the show notes. David Sedaris, Calypso. Download the audiobook. Just have a giggle. Yeah. You know, a good giggle. Yeah. So good. Work. <laughs> that was very work. professional. Thank you. Work, 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 work. Well, I have no alcohol in my system, so I'm just a normal person today. <laughs> I know. We're, we're actually recording without alcohol. Oh, no. I'm sorry, guys. It's going to be boring. <laughs> You know, I think it's funny because people always, uh, when it comes to, like, stand-up comedy and, like, performing, people always think that you should, like, have a few drinks of alcohol before you go on. Mm -hmm. But it's actually not a good idea because your, first of all, your energy goes, like, alcohol reduces, like, Mm. makes you slower. You're not as as uh, alert, alert mm. exactly. So you won't actually funny, come up with the funnier thing to say mm. or the, the word that you're looking for. So it's actually, I mean, maybe, I mean, we have good episodes either way. but whatever. Yeah, we're, we're just winners. So what are we talking about today in our work <laughs> section? Okay. 
So um, we are going to talk about why we're going to debate mm-hmm. whether following your dreams is the worst career advice ever. Yeah. Or the best. Or the best. Or fantastic yeah. advice and how you should feel about it. Because we want you to feel how we feel. Yeah. <laughs> we want to have like the ultimate influence. You're right. If you have a different opinion, well. Tune out, baby. Get out of here. <laughs> um, so in terms of following your dreams, what I find so interesting about this term and, you know, this direction is that I grew up and I didn't really know what my dream was. Ba, ba, ba. Right? I like, know, right? That's like my key problem with this argument. Yeah. It's like I didn't, when I retired from gymnastics and I was trying to pick a uni uni degree, yeah. everyone was like, do what you're passionate about. And yeah. I'm like, I'm 19. I have no idea what I'm passionate about. hundred And I'm also passionate about things like snacks and boys <laughs> and yeah. parties and outfits. I have no real passion for anything else. I'll yeah. be honest. Okay. Yeah. I think at that have, time. Oh, at that time. At that okay, time. I was like, Sorry. I would beg to do You just gave me this okay. blank look and I'm like, no, no, back in the day. <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I, I think for some people they do have, that, that's the thing that I, I grew up with um, one of my best friends of all time. Uh, always wanted to be an actress. Mm-hmm. And this was her dream literally since I met her when we were five years old. She was just always acting. We were always, like, making movies and, like, doing crazy little skits and stuff. And then she went on just to, like, go to acting school and go— be, and, and I was always so jealous of her mm. because I was like, you know what you want to do. Yeah. You have this dream, and it's so, like, visceral for her mm. that she's mm. like, I just—that's all I want to do. Now— I was always jealous of her until, you know, if you have this such a solid idea of what your dream is, it kind of sets you up for potentially not reaching it. I think that's absolutely right because basically if you kind of hone in on one direction really hard and you pursue it for 20 years and then potentially it's not working out the way you want it to or if you realize that you're not really so interested in anymore, um, then that can leave you feeling a little bit lost and kind of like, oh, well, what else is there? I haven't been paying attention. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, I mean, like, let's just start out by saying, obviously, it's great to have passions and dreams. For we sure. fully endorse that. But Big like, time. the idea that you should doggedly pursue one thing, okay. for example, your friend, I mean, like the the industry that she wants to be in is highly competitive. Yes. It is highly competitive. Like not like a tiny handful of people make it in that industry. Yeah. And I have a lot of friends back home who were performing arts people and they're like, yeah, I want to be an actor. And so they basically bankrupted themselves going to LA and getting visas and like pursuing this dream. And then COVID hit and they were like, God, I haven't made a single dollar in a year. Yeah. You know, and so I've got to go home. Yeah, I mean, that we could talk about that industry forever, but it's mm. thankless. And, you know, I think that not all dreams are like that kind of dream, but I think a lot of, I think that the term dream is just a little bit dangerous. Yeah, you yeah. You know, it just, insinu- it, it kind of um, gives off the idea that it should almost be unattainable. Yeah. Oh, right? yeah, you're so right. Yeah, it's not like... Follow a practical reality. Yeah. <laughs> or follow your talents. Or talent. Even. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it is like we do need to get better at like figuring out what our own talents are and what our interests are. And like 
because I think uh, some people, you know, they might be a bit confused about where their strengths lie. Um, And when I was writing resumes, I'd have these talks to people and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm really good at this. And I'm like, actually, the way you've just described this other part of your role, it sounds like you might be really fucking good at that. So, like, we d- I don't think we get enough mentorship, essentially, around yeah. what we're actually good at. Um, I think we do spend um, so much time trying to find the exact right career as well Ugh. and being inflexible about it. Like, a lot of people that I meet, especially once they get into their 30s and they realize they're not really um, happy with what they're doing, they're kind of like, well, what do I choose next? And I'm like, my advice is don't worry about choosing anything. Mm-hmm. Just go find a job. A, like, let's say you're really interested in sustainability. Is there a company you'd be interested to work at? Is um, Or if the skills you want to develop are sort of in a certain vein, like just pursue a direction. You don't actually have to worry so much about picking the exact right move. Exactly. Um, and yeah. I think there are other <clears throat> ways to realize a dream, right? Or there are other ways to, um, like, find that sort of little nugget of your dream Mm. in a lot of different ways, right? So, I mean, that sounds really arbitrary. It doesn't really make any sense. So let's say it's your dream. Now, this example is extremely basic, but you can kind of read between the lines. Let's say it's your dream to be a a party planner or to own an event company or Mm -hmm. something like this, right? What you can do, of course, is at your current company uh, within your role, you can you know, plan events for them and be, you know, offer your services um, to do that in within your role. You know, you can, I mean, I know that some, some roles and careers and positions are very, very specific, but a lot of companies are really up for you kind of like branching a little bit out of your day-to-day responsibilities and offering to do other things. Mm-hmm. So, or like, let's say it's your dream to be, which by the way, when I was a little girl, I actually did. I think this was the answer that I gave in, you know, grade two or three when they ask you what you want to be. I wanted to be like Oprah. I wanted to have my own talk show. Literally, <gasps> that's what so I said. Good at that. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That's so cute, Brit. I reckon you could achieve something like that. For well, this sure. is the thing, right? So if that's your dream, which is pretty wild. You can totally <laughs> still do something. You can start a YouTube show with yeah. you interview. Like, do you know, there are things, there are ways that you can do, have these little passion projects that sort of satisfy those dreams, you know? That's right. And um, it's interesting that you mentioned party planning because uh, I actually, years ago when I was like, I have no idea what I could possibly do. Mm-hmm. Um I was like, maybe I should become an event planner because I'd been I totally to went of, through that too. Yeah. I wonder if like everybody who— I think it's actually yeah. a stage because people yeah. are like, I've been to events. I like the idea of choosing floral arrangements or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, and so I did an executive certificate in events management over a weekend. Oh, wow. Isn't that so cute? I actually like—it <laughs> was like 250 bucks, and I was like, Mom, this could be my new career. Will you buy me this executive certificate in events management for my birthday? That is and so, so she sweet. did. Um, and I do the executive assistant in events management. In fact, that's a mouthful. It is. <laughs> um, and I realized the last, like, events management is not for everyone. No. <laughs> Especially not for Penny Blackmore, who the idea of opening a spreadsheet and adding crucial details to it and creating run sheets and making phone calls. I mean, I just couldn't yeah. imagine. You're like, so I have to, it's not just about being at the event and having fun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought about? it was 
like the wedding planner with yeah. Jennifer Lopez. Right? You have a whole crew. And you shout at people. Yeah. And you wear a cute outfit. 100%. I also went through that where I was like, <laughs> I could like I could like run events. Mm. And like, yeah. Terrible. I thought I had a great vision. And I also saw I mean, them as like nice community things. Like I think yes. I, I like the values of events. So I was like, I think that events are really good marketing tools, community tools, bonding tools, whatever. Bringing people together. Yeah. There's this thing. I, so that's there was exactly, something behind that. Yeah. Mm. Totally. Adorable. That's really funny. We're so cute. <laughs> um, I think that young people and everyone else puts themselves under so much pressure to find the right path. Yeah. And can I just tell you, like, I mean, I know we're just talking about ourselves a lot right now, but I think what we're trying to convey is, like, you can get to a position that you're really happy with without knowing what that position is going to be 10 years ago. So I always say this, if someone had said to me 10 years ago, Penny, you're going to be working in business development, sales strategy, you know, like business strategy, I would have been like, oh my God, that sounds like so boring. (laughs) And I would have been upset. Yeah. But I got here by accident. And the way that I got here was um, because I just tried lots of things and I said yes to lots of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I followed when someone said, oh, you're really good at that. I followed that path, um, and see, and I sort of saw where it took me. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I'm a big fan of having, like, I don't think you shouldn't have big goals. Mm. You should definitely have big goals, but I like to have goals that aren't too far down the line because mm. things can really like, you know, having these kind of like big 10 year whatever or or like big career goals where you're like, one day I'm going to be like this or I'm yeah. going to have that position. It's like you might not even, like you said, want that position in two years from now. Yeah. Right? Don't, don't set yourself up for having to stick with a plan that's exactly. actually not that exciting anymore. Exactly. Your yeah. pr- priorities might change. And I was talking to an old colleague today and he was saying like before he had a child, he was really, um, you know, like he really enjoyed work travel. And he was like, yeah, mm. I could go I could go overseas three, four times a year. And now that he's had a child, he's like, "Why? my child does something different and exciting every single day. And the idea of missing that is like, I wouldn't. Heartbreaking. I wouldn't change that for the world. Yeah. Um, and so it's just good to keep in mind flexibility. It's key. It is so important. Yeah. And just, yeah, keeping an open mind. Have goals. Have dreams, but don't lock yourself into them. I think that's like sort of my, um, that would be my message is what I've learned. Yeah. Not, yeah. And also don't um, don't beat yourself up if you don't have a specific passion or dream. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's, that's a key so issue with people these days. So like, oh, you know, like I'm not really sure. And it's like, that's okay. Yeah. That is A-okay. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I had literally no idea. And I was going through so many like existential crises. It was just like, what am I doing with my life? What, you know, I should be doing something really exciting. I should be doing this and that. And, um, and I didn't find, I didn't like, now I feel like I'm at a point in my career where I'm in, really enjoying it. Mm. And I feel like I'm, you know, moving in the right direction, but I still don't know what my like ultimate goal is. I don't know. You know, I'm just sort of, mm. I'm doing right now what I really love. And I have goals for myself for the next like year or two. But that's kind of it. Yeah. I, I tend to make lifestyle goals. And mm. I think people confuse this with me thinking, 
oh, well, I want to have one holiday every year and (laughs) I want to have like a really cute sofa. Yeah. (laughs) But actually what I mean by lifestyle goals is things like I want to have time in the morning to give my boyfriend a hug. You know what I mean? Yeah. In bed. And just sit there and have a moment to like have time to ourselves. And I want to have like basically like I want to have flexibility and enough clients to say no to work that really fucking like murders my soul. Yeah. Um, Yeah, exactly. And I want to have, you know, like these sort of things like flexibility and freedom. um, And I want to maybe spend a couple of months a year in Australia so I can hang out with my sister's baby. Um, So these are all like, they may sound like random things, but actually what I'm looking at here is uh, that those goals funnel into, I want flexibility. I don't want to be working millions of hours. Mm -hmm. I want enough of a professional reputation so that I can actually have a bit of control over my career. Yeah. Those sort of things. Exactly. Yeah. That sounds real delightful. Oh, I'm telling you. Penny's life, penny time. <laughs> well, I mean, it, don't mind if I'm, I do. it's not delightful right now, but I'm hoping 2021 is the year. But I really love the idea of having these goals based on what you want your life to, to be look like. like. Yeah. yeah. That's Make a mood board, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Get you, some magazines. Yeah. And some and, cutouts. Oh, and also, like, do you want to be sitting at home alone? Do you like that? Yeah. Do you want to be sitting at home by yourself at your laptop, like working away autonomously? Or do you want to be in a big group of people? Do you want a team? Do you want to, you know, like totally really visualize what it is that it looks like and then kind of work backwards from there. Perfect. Culture. (laughs) Just wish everyone could see your face when you do the little intros. Okay. I just, I have to do it. I know that this might upset you, but I have an update on 24. Mm Mm-hmm. Tony is, in fact, a bad guy. What? They were running me here and there. They're telling me he's bad, he's good, he's, now he's bad again. And it turns out that he's the worst guy. Fuck. So I'm just very upset about it. And I don't really do? know what to do. What bad t- things did he do? Oh, he's killing people. He's killing people? Yeah. Fuck. Innocent people. Jesus Like Christ. FBI agents. Whoa. Yeah, so they're not, like, super innocent, but, like, they're, you know, they're innocent. They're doing they're, the right thing. They're law-abiding fl- folks we know. That's right, yeah. All right, okay. So, yeah, it's a full debacle. Um, so if you're not, if you've never watched 24, I'll just leave it at that. If I, if you have watched it, you understand what I'm talking and about. And so how does that make you feel about him? I mean, I feel not good about it. I you don't think he's sexy anymore? He's <sighs> well, not a bad boy with attitude? I don't know. I don't want, I don't want, like, my crush to murder people. Oh, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I want him to maybe be a little bit bad, but, like, when he starts killing people, that's where I draw the line. I that That's nice, Britt. Fair enough, right? Yeah. 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 Good. So, Tony, I'm bow, over you. Bow, bow. I'm over you, okay? All right. Tony, sorry I'll to hear up. that. Jesus. Okay, but next on the list is a, a, I would <laughs> like to recommend, which actually was recommended to me from Penny, the show called Ted Lasso. Oh, my God. I mean, this show. It's not, like, going to change your life or anything, <laughs> but it is, like, so 
lovely. It's perfect. I mean, and it's so funny. For times like these, this kind of show really rocks my boat, you know? Like it's it's the the main character is hilarious, over the top, adorable. Adorable. He's a male Britney. Yes. Yeah. He's very much a male Britney. He totally is. <laughs> <laughs> he's just so ha- I mean, you know, he's even more happy and ridiculous than I usually am. I'll tell you who he reminds me of. Who? Ned Flanders. Oh, he even looks like him yeah, with the mustache. he's Ned Flanders. That's funny. Yeah, so he's like Ned Flanders, but he's like Dumpley Dumpley. also, he has a bit of edge and it comes out like Yeah, a it's bit. sexy. Yeah. I, 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 I like Ted Lasso. I know. By the way, literally every night, because I churn through TV shows because, you know, I love the couch. Yeah, Um great. And so literally every night I'm like, Brittany, have you watched this show yet? <laughs> and Brittany, I think, must. <laughs> I'm like, where do you get the time? I mean, by the way, I'm also watching. You have to remember. Watching I have 24 going on. <laughs> You're like, I'm so, loyal to Tony and Jack. Yeah, the thing is, I have to, you know, it's like I have to kind of interchange. Yeah. But Ted Lasso has definitely been yeah. on the, like Good. it's been binged. Good. Because I messaged her and I was like, I know I do this all the time, but this one's like trumps all the other ones. Yeah. Ted Lasso. You've got to watch it. Yeah. And And I trusted you and you were absolutely right. And then the next thing I want to talk about, because I feel like it wouldn't be right if I didn't talk a little bit about Christmas movies, Christmas series. And that's the whole thing. This whole Christmas series is becoming a thing. Can't be happier about that. Yeah, exactly. More, just more of the good stuff. So, um, one Christmas series that I really need to recommend is called Home for Christmas. Ooh. And it's a Scandinavian, so it's subtitled with in, in English. Cute. But it's it's a Norwegian series. Norway is my favorite country You'd that I've this. never been to. So there's it's obviously there's a bit of cheese. It's the whole it's the classic Christmas story. This girl's Write hopelessly single, blah, blah, blah. But it also has this like somewhat of like an empowering woman vibe. But it also has like the adorableness of like Norway at Christmas time. It's so great. I mean, I'm there. It's so so great. So, Home for Christmas. Uh, it's on Netflix. <laughs> oh, and I'm so excited because they're releasing uh, season two. So last year this this was released, oh, and I watched it yes. last year. Season two comes out on the 18th of of uh, December. That is sometimes one of the singular joys in life is when. You're a little bit behind on a series. So there's like that one is. or two seasons already lined up. Mm-hmm. That is, yeah. I mean, this is the depths to which our lives have fallen. I know. We are, I am viscerally excited about Home for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Penny might cancel our plans tonight and I'm just like, go I home. gotta go. I gotta go. I love that. What else you got there? That's all I've got. Not even that one? I'm not talking about okay, it. Fine. I cannot bring myself to Leave recommend Leave that in, Kit. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, guys, have you watched Harry Potter? Yeah. The movie? Have you watched The Queen's Gambit? Yes, but I'm not finished it yet. Okay. Doesn't matter. Okay. Are you, like, halfway through? Yeah. Okay, great. I think so. So, you know the really good chess player, and he's not, like, the world champion or anything, but he's the chess player that um, has a bit of a crush on our main girl. And he comes to her house and stays for a while. Okay, I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, shit. Sorry. He, he's not the cowboy hat guy, though, right? No. Okay, he's the he's, he's he's got the fucked up teeth. Yes. So you know that guy? Yeah. That is Dudley Dursley from Harry Potter. Oh, wow. I love those kind of things. <laughs> and Dudley Dursley it- is like fat. He's like a big fat boy. 
He's oh. the son of the Dursleys where Harry Potter sleeps <gasps> under the... Yes! No way! Yes! That's incredible. Yeah. I love that news. Yep. But he's, so, is he wearing, is little Dudley wearing a little like a, a, a fat, fat suit? suit? Don't think so. Wow. I don't know. What do I know? But I, up. I love it. Yeah. Um, I remember what, yeah, anyway, I'm going to stop that there. That's um. fantastic. And then just another thing, if you're watching Queen's Gambit, I don't know if anybody relates to this, but I'm a big fan of the movie Love Actually. I haven't seen it for a while because I watched it oh, too many yep, times. Yep, yep, yep. But the there's also another chess player who has a cowboy hat in this in the Queen's Gambit. And he he's wears like a the boy hat genius. The yeah, right. Yeah. And he is a little boy from Love Actually who is Liam Neeson's son. <gasps> he's Liam Neeson's son? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Isn't it Liam Neeson? No, it's not Liam Neeson. Hold on a second. Okay. We're just doing a quick Google. Um, one of my favorite newsletters has a podcast. It's called Maybe Baby. You only get the podcast if you subscribe to the newsletter. Guilty as charged. But anyway. Yeah, Liam Neeson's son. Holy what? That's in there. That's amazing. But they but just. But they're not actually son and father. You getting what I'm saying? Oh, you meant just the son in the, in the show. <laughs> I was like, why are you freaking out about this? I okay. thought you meant in real life. <laughs> I was like, This wow. is really funny. Um, but yeah, they just talk about nepotism in Hollywood and how like literally everyone is related to someone these days. It is actually crazy. But anyways, he plays, so he plays this like grown, grown up. Mm. And it's so weird because I'm used to him in love actually being this adorable little, little boy who's baby like, child. is there anything more horrible than the pain of being in love? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that's not the actual line, line but you know what I— Oh, really? Oh, oh my God, God I've seen that so, movie too many times. I need to rewatch it. I've been saving it. Yeah, it's I watched a, The Holiday for the first time Oh, another week. good one. Another good Christmas I, classic. I was like, Cameron Diaz, you cannot act for shit. But, oh, yeah, it's bad. You know, it's yeah. fun. It's a bit of fun. Okay, what else is on your list here? Okay, so I've got two life hacks, guys. Can't wait. <laughs> Penny's Can't wait. life hacks. Number one— <laughs> Um, so number one, you know how at the moment everything's really hard. And one of the hard things is that you have to cook dinner pretty much every night. Yeah. And sometimes it's overwhelming and you're like, how am I going to get my five fruit and five veg in every day? Right. It's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> how am I going to get the protein, the vitamin C, etc.? Okay. Okay. Here's the life hack. Make a sandwich. Just Make a ham cheese sandwich. You're not gonna get scurvy. You're not gonna get. You're not gonna die of malnutrition. Everything's just fine. Oh if you're listening to this podcast, you probably have an iPhone, so you're not. Don't worry about nutrition. Just call it a day. Make yourself a sandwich. Toast it if you want. Give it a toast. That's you nice. know, you yeah. don't even, have, like, if you're just making a sandwich, you barely even have to do dishes. That's right. You just relieve yourself of that extra decision. Okay, great. I've been really getting into the sandwiches lately. I mean, I'm, I'm not really that worried about, like, not getting all of my vitamins and stuff. Maybe I know, but you I... eat a vegetable every once in a while, you know, you're, all, you're okay. Really? You don't seem like that kind of person at all. I mean, I eat a lot of vegetables. Right, yeah, me But too. I'm just saying, like, so I, maybe that's why I don't worry about it. I don't know. Right. I yeah. never think about that. I'm never like, oh, am I getting enough protein? I'm just assuming that I, I am because I feel good. Yeah, right? I feel guilty if I don't have like two or three vegetables in each meal. Right. Well, that's good. Which is good. kind of silly it's when you silly. think about it. Yeah. So I'm eating sandwiches for dinner. And <laughs> let me tell you, it is fun. Um, put a lot of cheese on there. Go wild. Okay, life hack two I'm super excited about. What is it? Okay, so, so again, 
you're at home, COVID's been a hard year, not not everyone has a lot of money to spend on making their house look more bountiful. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have enough money to do that either, but I still do it, you know, because you got to spark joy somewhere. Yeah. So sometimes, and also flowers die, right? So you might not be able to afford flowers. So instead of buying flowers, <laughs> okay, get some sticks. <laughs> so <laughs> I meant to look. <laughs> oh my god! I meant to great. look up the name of these fucking sticks that I have, like little bamboo. Damn it! Or, no, like so the there's ones a thing pus- called pussy willows. Pussy willows. That's it. Yeah, we said pussy on the podcast. That's right. <laughs> so first time for everything. Pussy yeah. willows, adorable. They're so great. You can get some nice Easter branches. I don't know what they're called mm. in other countries, but they're Easter branches. They're like nice looking sticks. So just go to your local florist or your market or whatever. Check out the sticks. Yes. Put them in a vase. They last for freaking months. Ages. Yeah. There's so many good sticks. And by the time we release this podcast, I will have looked up a couple of sticks for you to put in your vase. So <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm Penny, serious. Recommending though. sticks. I'm gonna, that's great. No, that's great. It's it's valid. <laughs> oh my gosh. If you great. can't afford flowers, get some sticks. Lifestyle. This is a very nice segue if you can't afford flowers. Yeah. Because uh, we're going to talk about money, honey. Ooh. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about talking about money, actually. Cold, hard cash. It's going to get a little bit meta. Yeah. We talk about money in terms of work all the time. And Mm. then I was like, me and Brittany talk about money all the time because we do everything (laughs) together. And I'm like, who paid for our last thing? Yeah. You know, like who owes who money? But um, we thought, why don't we talk about, and because Christmas is coming up, talking about money with family and friends. Exactly. Because it can be awkward. This is a bit of a, a touchy subject, uh-huh. just in general, especially for where I'm from. Did you know that in Sweden, you can actually look up your neighbor's salary? Get the fuck out. You can look up anybody's salary. I wonder if that's Isn't good that crazy? or bad. I feel like it's good in a lot of ways, and it's probably bad in a lot of ways. Yeah, you're right. I shouldn't try and make it so binary. No, yeah. I, th- I think that's so fascinating, though, because if they did that in a place like North America, any, like, you know, in Canada, people would go crazy. I also think we have a huge cultural problem with just thinking about salaries because actually like a lot of the wealth that exists in society is inherited. Yeah. Um, Yeah, good point. And there's a, yeah, so. uh, It's so funny, like. I want really, but no, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I know that's actually really true. There's so, so many times I'm like, what? Where does that person get all their money from? Yeah. Right? Like they don't ever seem to be working. They have all of, like everything's new every time I see them. Mm-hmm. And they have, you know, a beautiful apartment filled with beautiful things. And I'm like, oh right. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily come from their salary. I tell you what, I definitely had this one turning point in my life when I was younger. And I think it was when I was like 18 or something. And I started realizing oh, your parents are really rich. That's why you just bought an apartment straight out of high school. Yeah, exactly. And I felt so much better knowing that. And that's why they have this massive savings account because they didn't have to. Because their grandma (laughs) died and they got 300K. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) So anyway, we digress a little bit there. But um, the topic of money. So how do you feel about this? I mean, I hate talking about money even in 
work terms. Like mm. I would much rather if I'm negotiating some kind of uh, salary or um, just uh, price on something, mm. um, I would I, I usually deflect to an email. I'll be like, I'm going to email you what that costs, mm. you know, which I know is not really the right thing to do. And I'm trying to work on it. I think but. it actually isn't too bad because, okay, so here's how I f- would just quickly talk about the work thing. Sorry, yeah. So um, I often have a conversation with someone on a sales call where I'm trying to sell my services and I hear about the scope of the project and mm. I need to think of a price accordingly. Right. The price is um, according to how much I want to do the work how long it's going to take, how hard it's going to be, how many other people can do it. So I have to think about it. So I always email a price. And I'm fine with that. Unless it's like, oh, I've done this heaps of times before. It's going to be this much per day and five days. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. So don't worry about that. All right. Good. Okay. How, what do you, you open us up with what you think? So basically, um, I think that I hear a lot of, um, People, you know, a, a big source of gossip is like, oh my God, I mean, I paid for her lunch and then she just mm. left. Yeah. You know, and and there's, it, it's a source of tension. Yeah. So I think while it is uncomfortable and even me, the confrontation queen, I find it uncomfortable too. Yeah. Um, because you don't want to, you don't want to come across as petty. You don't want to come across as greedy, but you also a hundred percent do not want to be taken advantage of. Exactly. Um, so I, I wrote down a whole bunch of rules. All right. Show us, give us your values, Pen. Okay. Number Let's one, we can make this quick. Yeah. Make sure you're always getting people's consent before you spend their money. So the, the context I'm thinking of is yeah, almost... it seems ex- obvious, but it's, it's, it's not it, necessarily. Yeah. yeah. So the context I'm thinking of is almost always hens parties or weddings or something like yeah, that. Yeah, bachelorettes. Yeah. So women are just like, so we're going to Hawaii for my hens night. And you're like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, it's going to, it's only, I've got a great hotel room. It's only going to cost four and a half thousand dollars. Yeah. And you're just like, uh what? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think about that? I think that's absolutely right. And to, and, and same with um, when you are in the bridal party and you have to like buy your own dress, which I don't think is so mm-hmm. like, I'm on the fence about like, I don't think that's so crazy to ask your, your bridesmaids to buy their own dress, but mm-hmm. then they get to choose the dress and they get to make it as long as, I mean, you can choose it together. There can mm-hmm. be some like, you know, it needs to be in this color bracket or whatever, but there's no like... I'm really against that whole like, okay, so the dress you're buying is this one and it's $500. And, and it's aqua green, yeah. full taffeta. <laughs> exactly. You'll look like a mermaid. It'll be great. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's also something that I would say to that. I'm sure there are boy examples of this too, but pff, what would I know about that? <laughs> um, it also counts for things like joining in for group expenses. So for example, if it's my birthday and I want to go to the most expensive restaurant in town, I would have private conversations with everyone I wanted to invite and just be like, is that okay with you? And maybe yeah. if I was in a position, I might be like, by the way, I can I can pick up your tab. I just really want you there. So it's all about having private conversations, finding out if you have enthusiastic consent. Exactly. Yeah. Love it. Consent. Great. <laughs> um, we, I feel like all of this might work for sex. Let's see how we go. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, number two, don't assume that you know the ins and outs of someone's financial situation. 
So yes. someone might be supporting a family member. They might have a gambling addiction. They might have massive tax debt. So if they look rich, maybe they're not rich. And if they look poor, maybe they're not poor. So Yeah, and also I think this also comes into play when you're maybe passing judgment on people. Exactly, yeah. Like, you don't know what their expenses are. So if you think that they're spending their money, like, if they're like, how do you, how does this person never have money? They blah, blah, blah. They make so much money. It's like, well, you don't know where their money's going. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Could be I mean, supporting like, a family member or something. Like I mean, said. for example, this is um, a personal thing, but like, because I have pre-existing medical conditions, my health insurance costs me 700 euros a month. And I literally that? cannot get any cheaper than that. Yeah. So it's like, don't ex- don't assume. Exactly. Um, and I think, yeah, I I, th- I think also like when I was a bit younger, I had a lot of friends that were making significantly less money than me. And they were like, oh, well, Penny will just pick up the drinks. Yeah, And right. so I do like a random act of generosity and then they take that as a an all the time thing. And Damn then that was all. awkward. I was like, I know it's not a fortune, but can you give me seven fifty for that drink I just bought you? Yeah. Like, don't make people do that. Exactly. How awkward. Okay. So yeah. um, I uh, I like this one a lot because I did it recently and it worked real good. Oh. So um, I like to vocally model the behavior I hope to encourage for myself. So okay. um, I was, uh, basically the situation was I was with a big group of friends. We're at a park. Um, actually, this was quite a few months ago. Um, and one of our friends went away and she bought drinks for everyone. And then she came back and we all went back to her place. Mm-hmm. So then people just drank the drinks. Right. And I said, hey, everyone, just so you know, our friend just spent 45 euros on drinks. If you could just chuck some money her way, that would be good. So it's about noticing what what other people are doing. Yeah. And and making sure that you're helping them to get their money back. Yeah. And because that will make people more aware that you expect the same thing. Yeah, right. Exactly. Mm. Oh, I like that one. Um, oh, and you can also um, eagerly offer a compromise that makes you comfortable. So, for example, like, I don't know why I put that under that point. <laughs> um, but basically, like, if someone's like, oh, uh, you know, we're going to this really expensive dinner for my birthday, um, and this is a COVID thing you can do as well, actually, um, you can say, oh, listen, I, I literally cannot afford that right now. But what I'd love to do is have you over and I'll make you a chicken and leek pie. Ooh, <laughs> don't mind if I do. You know, like something that, just throw something else out there instead of being like, no. I can't afford it. Yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As usual, we're just going to do... Four out of the five that we just got <laughs> promised. Right. Um, I think the final thing is thinking about cultural differences. So many cultures think about sharing things differently. Yeah. And that's really crucial to keep in mind. So I think Brittany and I come from very diff- uh, very similar backgrounds in, in terms of ethnicity, socioeconomic backgrounds, cultural, like we have a very similar cultural background. So mm-hmm. if she comes over to my house, She's got a bottle of wine. That's just like we have that shared understanding. But with some other cultures or types of people, they might not realize that it's an expectation that if yeah. I'm cooking you dinner, you bring a bottle of wine. Right. It could be rude that you bring something yeah. over to someone's house when mm. they've asked you, they've invited you 
to come over for dinner. Exactly. Have you heard this story about how in the Middle East, in some of the really wealthy Saudi countries, sorry, not Saudi countries, but, you know, some of those really wealthy Middle Eastern countries, if you compliment something, someone on something, they have to give it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you cannot reject it. So it's like don't compliment the watch because you might just get a free. Or do compliment the watch. Or do, right? you like. Go for it. Yeah, I I have a friend who is uh, Lebanese and he's totally like that. Like really, yeah, it's definitely a part of their culture as well. Is this? I mean, at least I think because he's very much like that, and he always blamed it on his culture. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah, so you'd be like, I, I love, love this those... jacket, and he's just like, take it. Yeah, you're like, wait, what a sec, what, what just happened? Yeah, oh, God, it's like with the uh, Greek and Italian people. If you go to their houses and they're like, eat more, yeah. and you're just like, honestly, okay, I'm dying. You're yeah. a great cook. Yeah, I'll just unbutton a couple more buttons and let's party. That's pe- <laughs> That's Penny's style. So before we go, because I feel like we unloaded a lot on our listeners this week, we did a lot of a lot of a uh, lot of opinions, a lot of I uh, hopefully helpful stuff or things that will make you think a little bit. So I'm just wondering, basically, who's buying the glue wines? Am I right? It's on me, baby. <laughs> And and by the way, guys, you've got to know that glue vines are like two euros. 50. They don't cost a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But so it's on me, Brit. It's my treat. Okay, great. I'm yeah. gonna have several. So uh, thank you, everyone, for listening Ooh. to this week's episode. It's a gender neutral episode. <laughs> I feel like it was very female. Oh targeted. damn! Because it? it's funny because I was like Brittany because when we were doing the cover art, it the first draft was pink, and I was like, "Can we go for something more gender gender neutral?" And Brittany's like, "Penny, seventy six percent of our listeners are women," and I'm like, "But actually, not only that. So I don't actually. I actually think we have a lot of male listeners. We a lot, do. We do definitely. I get a lot of feedback from our male listeners. Yeah, but I think that they like that we're a female perspective." Do you know what yeah, I mean? So I don't think right. we should try to be like, we're super, like we are bringing a female That's perspective. That's true. I just you feel know? like, honestly, I feel sad because there's a lot of good advice and guidance and warmth and stuff that happens in the female community. Yeah. But I don't feel really reaches men. Mm. And that makes me sad. I'm like, you should listen to our podcast. Yeah, we're girls. Yeah. But we're not talking about nail polish the whole time. Right. You know? A couple segments or two, yeah. you know? Yeah. Top coat, bottom Y'all coat. Y'all are welcome. <laughs> but don't be a dick. And don't be a dick. So let's get real. Yeah. Bye. Okay, bye.